Welcome to Inspiration Rising. I'm your host, David Trotter, and we're here to inspire you to rise up in your life, love, and leadership. Today, I want to introduce you to my friend, Diane Kayser, a functional nutrition practitioner and the creator of the Chi Hormone Warrior Transformation Program. I met Diane at a conference a couple months ago through my good friend, Stacey Robbins, who you can listen to on episode number two of the Inspiration Rising podcast. And on the second morning of the conference, Diane walked up to me and said, you know what movie star you remind me of? Now, I would love to remind people of Ryan Gosling or Johnny Depp or Matt Damon, heck, even Brad Pitt. But I know that's not the case. Without skipping a beat, I looked right at her and I said, Will Ferrell. She said, how do you know that? No way. Because I've had hundreds of people tell me that. Okay, probably not hundreds, but a lot. And I'm not sure it's exactly a compliment, uh, but it's okay. It's how Diane and I got connected, and uh, she's an amazing woman. Now, she, once again, is a functional nutrition practitioner. She's an ex-pro soccer player with a background in yoga, personal training, and financial planning. She supports women around the world to not only heal from emotional and hormonal problems, but to radically transform their entire life. Now, nine years ago, Diane had breast implant surgery, and she has since experienced numerous related health problems. So on the day of this episode's release, which is May 31st, 2019, Diane is actually having the implants removed as part of her detoxification and healing journey. So in this episode, you're going to learn why Diane got breast implants to start with, the risks involved with getting breast implants, the financial cost of buying, maintaining, and removing implants, and all about the warrior cleanse and how it can be helpful to cleanse your mind, body, and soul. Now, we get into the weeds about some pretty technical medical stuff and nutrition stuff in this episode. A lot of it, frankly, went right over my head. She is super smart, super well-versed in nutrition. Obviously, this is her day-to-day life and how she coaches and helps women. So I don't want you to get lost in a few minutes where we get into some pretty technical stuff. So hang in there because Diane has some amazing wisdom that she shares toward the end of the podcast all about implants and what it looks like to get them out and the detoxification process. So let's go ahead and jump in to my conversation with Diane Kayser. Well, Diane, thanks so much for taking time to hang with me today. Appreciate it. Love being here with you and all your followers and sisters. David, sounds like mostly women, right? (laughs) I think there are a couple of guys who listen. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, although we know each other, this is a bit of an awkward question to begin with. So I'm just going to say that up front. But why did you choose to get implants? I'm not even going to say the B word. We're just going to call them implants. (laughs) And how long have you had them? Yeah. So let me specify that they are breast implants. Okay. Um, They're not butt implants. That could have been butt implants. Totally. Because there's so many people, I mean, so many people today, and I, and I know this feeling that we're like, okay, I'm supposed to look like someone in Hollywood, which starts with a K. Um, I'm supposed to keep up with this person or people. Um, I'm supposed to look like this Barbie structure. And I mean, we live in Orange County, right? Like we're in the Mecca of artificially sculpting our body. And this is, I first have to start by saying that this 
when, when you're hearing me speak, this is not shame projected outward because I'm totally complete with myself, but I was ashamed of my own body. Um, nine years ago when I got breast implants. Um, but this is no judgment. If you have them, uh, when someone first came to me and, and shared that there could be problems, if you have implants, I didn't want to see it. So just as you're hearing me speak, just this may be a seed for you. This may be refreshing for you to hear because maybe you're like, Oh my gosh, I've been struggling with all these symptoms for so long. And I too have implants and I didn't realize that there was a connection. So yeah, just hear me in that first. No, no judgment zone. This is your story. Yeah. Yeah. I just, people get so sensitive with these things today. Um, and when I was in bodybuilding, so what bodybuilding means, uh, is that I was basically in this blingy bikini and I was on stage, um, doing a lot of shows. And at the time I had just moved to orange County. And so I was feeling the pressure of, Oh, I need to fit in here. You know, I need to go blonde -er. (laughs) or blonde -er. Um, I need a nose job. Botox was not that popular then, but there was just this deep rooted urge to fit in. Um, and maybe not to stand out so much, but to fit in and to stand out. I'm not sure that both kind of have an interesting play. And I was a professional soccer player when I was in, in my twenties. So I came from a very athletic background. So I was still doing athletic related things, but then when you get to 12, like I was 12%, then 10% body fat. And for women listening, you know, when you lose weight, you lose it here and you're like, wait a second, I kind of wanted it to lose, you know, lose from other parts. Why can't I lose it from my belly or whatever? So I was, I remember the, the day I actually, maybe back up, not the exact day I decided, but I was doing a photo shoot with um, a guy that was a, a fitness specific type photographer. It was my very first one. And I was so proud of myself. I was like, Oh, this means that I maybe make it made it big as a fitness model. (laughs) And so I went out in the woods for the shoot. And he was like, if you're going to make it in this industry, Diane, you need double D's. Mm. And I was like, um, double D what? Cause like my nickname is D, you know, Diane. And, um, I'm like, sure. I want to clone myself Two two Diane's two D's would be great. It's like, no, no, you need boobs. You need breast implants. And I'm like, for what? And he said, if you want to get on the cover of oxygen magazine, if you want your pro card, if you want to get anywhere in this industry, you need to get double D's. Mm. And I went, shut up. Can you just take the pictures? Mm. (laughs) And then, then this, then the weed grew. He, He planted the weed inside of my soul that said, you're not going to win unless you do this, Diane, you've always been whatever it takes. So Hmm. this is the, whatever it takes in this industry. And over time that grew. And I know every woman knows this journey is that we have to, we feel like we have to surrender a part of ourselves to get something. And so I did that about three months later, I was shopping for boobs. I was looking around at women going, how does my, how do I want my body to look? at the Olympia competition where I was, I was um, working bodybuilding, um, a booth there. And I saw all the women that were passing through everybody had fake boobs in that industry. So I found the doctor I wanted and I got my boobs installed. (laughs) And you know, David, I thought I was just the hottest thing. I was like, Oh, now I I bought my confidence. This is it. Mm. I, I found it. Bought my confidence. Now life begins. I assume there was a reaction among your friends or family or, you know, did you have people responding to you differently? Oh, good question. It, when it was, 
Oh, this is where I do feel a little bit of shame about it because I, I didn't tell my mom, you know, and of course it's always her choice, right? It's, it's, it's our body. Um, but I, I didn't tell my mom, I told my dad and, um, I'll never forget the time they came to visit me. We went to Disneyland and I was like, can my mom notice? Cause it was like a month later. And I was like, is she going to notice? And she didn't really see anything. So I knew like I disappointed her, but it, my life is not here to prove anything to my mom. Although many of us live our lives this way. So, which is why I say, you, if you really want to get anywhere in life, you've got to forgive your mom. <laughs> so this was a, a, the very beginning of a journey where I was like, I'm hiding from my mom. Why am I hiding from my mom? And I got to like, look deeper than the silicone. Right. But when I was at the gym, I mean, I just will never forget these days. I, I went to the gym and I was like, Oh, look, look at all the eyes on me. I am so loved. I'm so wanted. Uh, I've finally proven to the world that, you know, I'm worth attention. I'm worth being looked at. I'm worth being loved. And you know what, David, I I thought I was going to get my boyfriend. I thought I was going to meet the man that way. And that was like the path to get my pro card, to be noticed, to win, um, to find the love that I've been looking for when really it was like, I blocked that love because your heart chakra lives right behind these implants. Mm. Wow. And so you were enjoying the attention, obviously. Uh, I mean, who wouldn't, who wouldn't enjoy the attention? Uh, You were enjoying the connection with people, but you started experiencing some challenges at some point, whether those were physical challenges or emotional or spiritual challenges. How long did it take until you started to feel like, I don't know about this. Oh God. It's the first time I've been asked this, like how soon after, um, and I've been interviewing on this a lot. So I appreciate the question is that I actually, the irony in this, David, is that I qualified for nationals in my second bodybuilding show and I won the whole thing. So it was like the orange County show. And so I was like, Oh my God, it's only my second show. And then I went to the third show, um, which was the California state to qualify to get my pro card. Hmm. And, um, I got 11th place out of 13 and I was like, what? I don't understand this. The one where I won the whole show, I didn't have implants. The one where I got 11th, I had implants. So there could have been, I don't know. I mean, there could have been something within my soul that just went like, this is not us. And there could have been an really a lot of these things could be subliminal shame. We don't even realize, you know, it could be way back here. Our subconscious drives 95% of our life, but we're not conscious of the subconscious. So we're only conscious of the conscious, which only drives 5% of our lives. And we don't even realize, you know, we can set all these goals and dreams and why can't I achieve these things? It's because we're programmed back here and we don't even know what we don't know. So it really could have been that back there, I was like, I'm cheating. I don't feel like me, you know, it could have been, I don't know. So I, I, I stopped bodybuilding at that time because I was like, that, that hurt. And my body was inflamed and swollen. Oh my God, David, it hurts. Like my body was in so much pain and they're like, you need to get bigger. You need to take steroids. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that to my body. So I quit doing that. And I became a yoga teacher and I moved to LA and, you know, started teaching in Santa Monica and Hollywood and that was a great transition, but also around that time, I mean, I was so bloated. My stomach was so bloated. Um, my bowels were off and that's, that's so fun. If you're a woman and you're like, my bowels are off, like, which is super common. You guys know what I'm talking about. That's just uncomfortable. You have to cancel mm-hmm. events and it's just, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. And laxatives are harsh. And that's what I was trying. Um, so I was experiencing a lot of bloating, 
earlier on. And that's when I also started really noticing a lot of thyroid related conditions like depression started up. Um, I slowed down, my metabolism slowed down. It became more difficult to exercise. It felt harder to recover from exercise. And I felt like I was literally being beaten by a train Mm. (laughs) and um, my hands and feet were really cold, which they still are. Uh, And and they just kept kept going from there. So I became a yoga teacher and then I um, traveled the world, went to four different countries, uh, India, Brazil, Thailand, went scuba diving with whale sharks and bull sharks. Uh, fulfilled some really cool, fun things. I checked off my um, dream list. And then I came back and I became what's called a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. And what that means, that long FDNP letter name is to say that I, through my journeys of being a personal trainer and then a fitness nutritionist and then a yoga teacher, um, I thought there's something deeper going on with my body that I want to learn. And there's something deeper with other women's bodies that as their coach, I still wasn't able to penetrate deeper than where we were. I'm like, I feel stuck and how I'm helping these clients. So I, and at this time I also had a, um, a copper IUD. So birth control is pretty gnarly on all women's bodies as well. So I was, I just put so much stuff inside my body that my body was like, Hey sister, um, can we slow down? So I ran these diagnostic labs that are not labs that doctors run in Western medicine. Cause every time I went to them, I was like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? I'm having symptoms. I, I have sleep issues. I'm like literally irritable, anxious. I couldn't hold a relationship. Um, I, I was a I was a B word. I was a, I was a witch, you know, I was just like, why? Mm. and then I was experiencing shame that I was being that mean. I'm like, why can't I control myself? And then I looked at my labs and I was riddled with candida and parasites and bacterial overgrowth. And I had SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which is why so many women are bloated today. Uh, I had IBS. I, I self-diagnosed myself because a lot of doctors today were like, oh, you, everything looks fine. Your labs are normal. And I'm like, but I don't feel normal at all. And then I found, I had Hashimoto's. I discovered my own with my own labs, I had Hashimoto's. Um, which is essentially when you put implants, like anything native, you know, even, and this is like, there's documentaries on this now too, um, that you can find on, um, on Netflix, anything you implant in your body, your body will reject it because it's not made by God. It's not your own DNA. Mm -hmm. So this is implanting silicone implants, um, or even saline implants. It's, it asks your body to go, wait, what is this? And your body's responding like it should to protect you. And then it goes, no, we got to get these things out of the body. So we are literally asking for autoimmune disease when we put these things in by the simple definition of what an autoimmune disease is when the body tries to reject and clear uh, a foreign object out of the body. So then possibly that's why I had Hashimoto's. I had a copper ID too. So I had all of that. And I've been working for the last seven years to try to clear these bugs, these bugs that have been like robbing me of my energy as they do so many women. Uh, and that when I just had it was when, um, I looked at my labs last year and I had a thermogram done and I had the same bugs, David last year, as I started with six, seven years ago when I first ran my labs and I've been on, I'm like the deepest detox person. I know, I know how to lead women through this. I do more work than anyone, one woman. I know I, I do like the biohacking and I study all of this and I went, I, I don't know what else I can't do anything else. These must be it. And so that's how I really came to my Jesus moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you talked about some labs that you had run. And mm-hmm. uh, for people who aren't familiar with, you know, maybe they go to a doctor and like I do, and I get, you know, blood work done and it's like what cholesterol and I don't yeah. know what else they check. You know, it's like two, three things. Uh, so, 
So you, when you talk about labs, what, what is that? How is that done? And what is it? What's being tested? Poop. We do poop tests, stool tests. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So let's just imagine that, you know, and I'll take you guys on a journey. So like you said, you go to your doctor and you're like, something's wrong. And they go, okay, let's run some, you know, blood testing. Let's check your triglycerides. Let's check, check your cholesterol. Let's check your vitamin D. Um, if you're lucky, you'll get your estrogen, testosterone, um, progesterone checked, but they're taking it with blood. And the problem with blood, especially like I speak to women from a hormonal perspective, and I don't just help women who have had implants too. You know, we work with women on all different walks of life, um, hormonal, digestive, autoimmune disease. Like these are all things that we can reverse, even though we've been lied to and say that, you know, you need a pill for life because genetically you're, there's nothing we could do, but genetics are only 5% of the equation. Um, it's what's called epigenetics, you know, that really creates if your genes express themselves or don't. So, um, it's really cool that it's modifiable. We can actually take this power back and, you know, and control these things and, and get rid of our symptoms. So mm-hmm. blood testing looks at, as an example for hormones, um, it looks at bound and unbound hormones. And what I mean by bound is it's attached to a protein. So it's married. And when it's married, it's not single. So you can't, you know, form another bond and two people can't meet because two people are already taken. Right. So what we are curious about in the functional medicine space, which is what we do is what is available for use? What's unbound. And when you go to your doctor and, um, I'm not shaming doctors here. It's a system that they're taught, you know, and they have quotas to meet with prescription medications and stuff like that. So that's, you know, you, it's like going to um, a car wash and asking for a kale juice, you know, when you go uh, to um, a Western medicine doctor and say, I, I want to understand what's really driving my symptoms because they're just looking for, do you have a disease? Do you need a, a medication? Do you need a surgery? Right. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what they look at. They look at those markers and those are like more of the upstream things, not the root, root, root stuff. So they're kind of like a tree. They're looking at branches and I'm looking at roots Mm-hmm. The roots are what drives the health of the branches and the, tr- and the and the leaves and the blossoms and the fruits. So if you really want to change the fruits and improve the fruits, you've got to look at the roots. But they're looking up here and they're looking for the things that are total. So like, let's just say total testosterone as a male, you know, um, if it's total, but we're not looking at free, uh, bound and unbound, we have no idea if the ones that are available for use can e- can even be used by your body. So you could have like all bound and you could have great levels of testosterone, but your cells can't use them because they're occupied by a protein. So we want to look to see a, uh, this is a urine collection we do for hormones, your sex, stress, and sleep hormones. So pretty much encompasses all of what women suffer with today. Like I can't sleep well. I wake up and I don't feel like I'm rested. I feel like I have sex hormonal issues. I can't get pregnant. I have bad periods or I'm depressed or hair loss. And people don't relate that to hormones, but everything is a hormonal symptom and everything is a gut symptom and everything is a brain system symptom because we are all attached. We're 11 systems of the body. Like there are 11 soccer players on the field and they all have to work together. So we look to see how all of these things are functioning and then work together. So with hormones, we look at, well, what, what is your body? What are your endocrine glands making? What are they producing in sex, stress, and sleep hormones? And then we look at what is your body actually even using? Because you could be making great hormones. It's like your blood tests look great, but then like your body isn't even able to use them. And a big reason why women can't use them or any human body cannot use those hormones is because typically we're super toxic. Our liver's backed up with a bunch of toxins. And that's where 70% of thyroid hormone gets converted in the liver. 
So people keep taking a lot of Synthroid and it's still not working because it needs a second step to convert to the liver. So it's converted to its active form so the cell can actually use it. Okay. You are talking so far over my head. You're out of control. (laughs) Holy cow. We went from like poop to blood and back to urine. So (laughs) bottom line is through urine and stool samples, there Mm -hmm. is a whole framework of tests that can be run. Uh, uh, in, in order to look at things that are radically different than what a maybe a traditional medical doctor would look at. Right. You, you looked at those seven years ago. You saw that there were a number of things that were off, different, mm-hmm. right? And you, you talked about bacteria, candida. To break down a couple of those things in layman's terms, if you can, what you yes. have dealt with seven years ago and are still dealing with even a year, a year ago. Sure. So everybody knows that you, know, you get a flu, it's probably a virus. Um, but unfortunately, other people get put on antibiotics. Then there's bacteria, and bacteria is another big problem that many people think, okay, you just take an antibiotic. Um, then there's a fungus called candida um, that so many of us have, like 80% of women who have been on birth control have high levels of that. Um, people who eat a lot of sugar, people who had a lot of have a lot of fear. That's an energetic. Every one of these bugs has like an energetic signature to it as well, which is why you can't just take supplements and go on like this bug killing spree because it all has energetic attachments to it as well. So we want to work through the, the emotions of that. So I, I had parasites that I found and not every stool test will reveal this. It takes like some digging and cleansing for your body to reveal this because these bugs have a very, they, they're, they're really adaptogenic. They, they can thrive in an environment and they hide. <laughs> so when we start to do the cleansing, sometimes I'll see on a lab test that more other bugs reveal themselves that weren't there before. So parasites are there to mop up messes like metals and And breast implants have 30 plus heavy metals in them. And people might think, well, you know, but that's like inside of the the, the boob, like it's inside of the silicone bag, like it's not going to leak out. But every every breast implant of all materials and and types, it eventually ruptures, bleed, or not all the time ruptures. That's like a worst case scenario, but it will bleed and it will also leak. So these are things that happen to all of us because um, when they've pulled these implants out after surgery, they can see that there's mold and particles inside of the implants. No way. Yes. I have videos upon videos upon videos that I've researched. You know, I've been in this now for a year, over a thousand of hours of research I've invested to see this stuff and see women cut open. When I started really seeing the truth behind this industry, I was scared and sickened that this has been happening to so many women, especially after breast cancer. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to move your breast implants because you have the BRCA gene, which actually holds no merit to the odds of you getting breast cancer. Um, that's a whole nother story. But you get breast implants because that's what they tell you the only alternative is, but you trade that in and you have now an 800% high increase, 800% increased risk of autoimmune disease rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, Hashimoto's, fibromyalgia, MS. I'm working with these women. Mm -hmm. I've seen the other side of this. I'm working with women who've had breast implants rupture, and then they've got lupus right after that. So um, these things happen to all of us, and that's been happening to me. So when when I see these labs that I'm working with on myself and others, I see high heavy metals, our body actually will recruit parasites, like the bottom feeders of like a fish tank. And so the, the parasites are there to try to help you, but then we think, oh, we got to do a parasite cleanse. But no, like, no, really, the root cause of why the parasites are there, we have to ask. Are the implants. Yeah. You're starting to see these lab tests and you're going, okay, these are the same as I had seven years ago instead of the, even though I'm already, you know, cleansing and I'm going after it hardcore. Um, 
did, did you actually begin to have a concern with the implant itself? Were you having concerns there or was it just the lab test? Good question. This is such a great, this is so important too, because that's what happened. My friend, she's a, she's an author. She's a columnist. She shared this with me about four years ago. She sent me this link that was like, um, breast implants are the ticking time bomb for a lot of women's bodies. And I was like, Mm. I don't, I don't want to look, mm-hmm. but I'm curious cause I'm a health practitioner and it's my job to understand all of the different obstacles that could be standing in the woman's way of expressing her full potential and connecting to her highest self and, and walking with God and her soul goal. We call it her soul goal. And she's like, I just don't know why I don't, I don't understand why I don't feel good. I, at the time was not functioning at optimal. I was having a ton of health issues at, at that time, mainly mm. gastrointestinal, I'll spare you guys on what things I was seeing come out of my body. And that's a scary, scary process. Like what Mm. the heck is wrong with me? So I entertained the article. I read it and I was like, yeah, but I don't have any problems with my boobs. Like I don't have any issues here. I don't have any pain. They're, they're fine. I'm Mm -hmm. fine. Really. As I said earlier, just because one area may not be problematic. If you have symptoms elsewhere, you can pull in the thread of one part of your body, but it shows up somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So I was absolutely having major skin eruptions at the time that two months thereafter, I, um, I thought I was going to die one day. Literally I was like laying in bed. I did a gallbladder flush and I thought I was going to die. I text messaged my friend who owns microbiome labs. Um, you know, Megaspore. I was like, I literally think I'm going to, I feel like I'm dying. And -hmm. he's like, hold on, hold on. And, um, I went and I ended up getting a colon colonoscopy because I'm like, I don't know, do I have like extreme IBS? Do I have Crohn's disease? What's going on? And then later that next, earlier next year, I got, um, so, so bad face rashes itching. I wanted to tear my eyeballs out. They were so itchy mm. and I had it on my armpits. I had it on my neck. I have pictures of all of this. And I was like, I just, I was bleeding because I was itching so bad. And that's one of the first signs that, you know, your body is reacting to something inside. It could be food. It could be chemicals. It could be allergies, whatever, but it's all the, the immune system saying mom, as in the mom being you, mm-hmm. the body mm-hmm. mom, I can't keep up with this amount of information mm. it's too much. Mm. I didn't listen. I took two rounds of prednisone, which is the worst medication. I always encourage my clients to, to not take, if we can understand the root cause, but I didn't, I still didn't get it then that the root cause was my implants. It took me three years mm. of suffering all of these symptoms to major depression, consideration, consideration of suicide. Mm. I was so far gone, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to own that. It could be my implants causing all of this. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what option do you have other than to have them removed? Like, is there any other option? Oh, yes. Yes. I love this question because this is where, this is where I started like really opening up to the possibility of, okay, I can do this. So, um, and I'm still, I'm still debating on like how I feel about this whole thing. It still feels like kind of cheating, but it's modern science, modern technology. A lot of women think just like I did, well, now if I get these removed, who am I, who, you know, who am I without double D's? Who, what am I going to be? If I go back to my B cup, um, oh my gosh, this is a big identity shift. And so there's a consideration of just having them removed. You have to also have to make sure you have the capsule removed because the body actually is so amazing. This is God's work and it's so beautiful. 
your body's not hating you and trying to kill you. your body actually loves you and is trying to protect you deeply with any symptom with any symptom that you have. It's just understanding the, the, the language of your body. So your body will actually form a capsule around the implant to try to wall you off from this toxin invader. So it literally does this and it creates a huge ball around it. It's calcification. That's also where lots of bugs live. Metals live there. It's kind of like the waste basket, but it's trying to keep you safe from, you know, distance away from the implant. So you always want to make sure that you're working with a practitioner, a doctor who A, believes in breast implant illness and symptoms that come along with it. Um, B, who actually knows how to remove it and the capsule and C, can work to look beyond all that because your ribs start getting adhesed in your intercostals, which is why it's really hard to take a deep breath for a lot of these women who have implants. And I know that feeling. It's kind of like almost feeling like you're super anxious. Um, so you want to make sure you have a doctor that knows how to look in between the lines, literally behind the scenes and can pull out the infections. Otherwise that infection will keep growing inside of you. And this is for all of us. So then after that, and here's the cool part is that you can do what's called fat transfer, which is that, okay, this is what women have been saying for years. Can I just have some fat removed from like my belly and put it in other places? And like, yes, that time is now. So what I'm going to do is I, I'm only like 16% body fat, but even still, if you're a lean woman, this is still possible if you work with a doctor who really knows how to do this stuff and is an artist at it. So I'm having some fat removed from my inner thighs, which is still hard for me to say a little bit because I still feel like I'm a little cheating, but this is like the thing because you do lose some tissue. Um, most often when they remove this because it's infected. And so I'm having some fat removed from, you know, my back flanks here, my lower belly here, and it's going to be probably about 200 cc's, which my current implants are 475 cc's. So, um, I'll probably be like a a full C, maybe like a, a C. And so what happens is then they do what's called a lift because 90% of women do lifts because when we put implants in, they our breasts sag, right? The nipples go down. So what they do is they pull them up, they reposition the nipple, they add some uh, of your own tissues in there so that you don't end up having autoimmune disease to foreign parts. Mm -hmm. And then here you are, you know, you got lifted boobs and you look like you're 18 years old again. And what? Uh huh. (laughs) I would be glad to be a fat donator. Like I would be (laughs) fat. Like, I don't know if it's considered foreign tissue, but I've got a little bit around the middle that I could donate. So that's what I said. (laughs) And I don't even have that much, but I was like, wait a second you can do what? And then that's yeah, when, yeah, yeah. That's when what, I said, okay, I'm going to do this. What are the costs associated with getting implants, having them taken out? Like what is a ballpark here? Because that's a huge consideration. Yeah. I know that's a consideration of putting them in for most yeah. people. Yeah. Now the thought of getting them out, like how does that work? So there's, so there's two paths I like to explain here is that if you want to keep your implants, then there's a cost to that too. And if you decide to get them out, there's a cost to that too. So I, I think it's important to, um, because I was a financial planner for eight years. So I'm always looking at like money and the, and the cost of things. And when I work with women now who have implants, they're so far down like 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years. We're supposed to be removing these and revising them every 10 years. I did not know that. You're supposed to get like a new upgrade, like a trade, like a lease option. Yes. There's no buy option. Yes. So, but, but you're not leasing them. Obviously I'm being facetious. You're supposed to replace them because of technology or new types, or it might leach or. 
the original reason why they started saying that is because they, the FDA saw that women were starting, women were having issues, health complications. And of course they've been putting this under the rug for a long time. But in March, the, a lot of uh, the women that I know as warriors went to the FDA and said, listen, we need to put this on the map. Like women are starting to die. I've had many friends, w- mothers die from this. Hmm. So this is a real thing and we're ignoring it. More women who, the one who got like implants from the sixties and seventies, those were full of like even worse material. So they started revising it, but they have not done, David, one study, not one, to prove the efficacy and safety of these implants and women's bodies long-term, hmm. not one. So they now it's like women are going, wait a second, we need transparency here. So the women who have had implants like the 1980s and the 90s, they were not told really that you need to have them revised every 10 years. So I'm working with a lot of women who've had them for like 35 40 years. And the pictures of what I've seen from when they get them removed afterwards, it's like, it looks like rocks. It it just like, how are these things inside of us? How is our body? Like our, 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 I just, this is where I got really compassionate with everything. Our body has been fighting so hard and it, it it brought me to tears. It brought me to my knees. And that's what changed everything for me is to see like the power of our beautifully crafted body. The, and what every single intricate cell is designed to do with the 15, 50 trillion cells that we're made of. And it's just fat, like, God, like what an artist you were to create this body. So the ones that follow the, the rules, like I was told nine years ago that it's recommended, but not obligatory to do every 10 years. I'm hmm. like, okay, cool. I would have never done that. Yeah. And we're supposed to get an MRI every three years. Didn't do that either because we're supposed to see if they're intact and in place, not moving. That's three thousand dollars because three thousand dollars. Oh wow! Insurance will not cover it. So no, 3, it's cosmetic. Okay. So three thousand times three. Mm. You know, if we're considering the price tag of implants every ten years, you get a new revision. That's eight to ten thousand dollars. You get every three years MRI. That's nine thousand dollars. We're talking like twenty grand every ten years. So that's the price tag if you wanted to do it right, protect your body because after eight nine years, every one of these implants are bleeding not all of the time rupturing, but they're bleeding of some, in some, in some way, shape or form and causing mm. symptoms. Mm. So then the other side of this, which is, okay, I'm just going to get them out. I'm not going to do this $20,000 every 10 year thing is I actually fought for this and got approved by insurance, which is awesome. And what I'm trying to advocate as a practitioner and leader in this space is that we should be protected from this because you guys did not tell us how unsafe these things were with studies. So my insurance is covering it. it. Took me a few back and forths, and what that means is that it would only if I only did the explant without the lift, without the fat transfer, it would only be my copay, which is probably like fifteen hundred bucks, right? But I know that you know women are thinking, and what I thought is, oh my god, you remove these things, I'm gonna look like raisins. Oh, that's kind of scary. So you could do a lift, which the lift is about another five thousand, seven thousand, depending on the doctor that you work with, right? Um, to do the fat transfer, it's generally another seven thousand. So it depends on what you do. I'm going to pay for the fat transfer and the lift. So my total cost is going to be about $15,000 plus the copay. So about $16,000, $17,000. What, what is wrong? I don't ask this. This can come off humorously, but <laughs> what is wrong with raisins? Like what is, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like why, why, why do the lift? Why do the, if the point is, you know, part of it is your body is, um, you got them because you wanted attention or love or to feel the love of yourself. Right. 
Right. So, so why, why now again, have them look in a way that is, you know, maybe more culturally, uh, culturally attractive. I'll just blame that one on Barbie and, <laughs> and, uh, I'm just kidding. But that was when I was a kid, you know, the brainwashing of what a woman is quote unquote air quotes supposed to look like is right. runs really deep with sure. women. You know, I sure. see the other side of what women, the shame and the shoulds and in the shadows that so many women carry of what they think they're supposed to be for the outside world. And, and mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a holistic health and life coach now, you know, this was mm-hmm. like another journey I went down three years ago is like, how can I feel enough about myself and how can I help women with the psychological aspects of health, realizing that most of our brain uh, and what we think and our thoughts end up as symptoms. So we can't just go after symptoms with supplements and pills and diet and exercise. It's like really how we think and what we believe about ourselves and our soul and what we're here to do. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, if I just had them removed because I've never had, had this question asked either, it's like, what's wrong with raisins? I would be afraid of looking at myself in the mirror and thinking to myself, well, this is a consequence of your choice that you decided that you were not enough. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, this is what you get. And that's kind of shamey and egoy to one part of me to another part of me. Sure. Um, so at least the lift is like something I thought, well, I'm going to at least do the lift. I've still, I've really gone back and forth with the whole fat transfer idea thinking mm-hmm. oh, I'm cheating again. I'm going to get liposuction to have boobs, boobs lifted here with fat. So sure, it just sure. feels really weird, but yeah, I mean, there's women right now, David, who are just taking everything off and they have nothing, you know, because they had breast cancer, they had a mastectomy and they're like, just get these things out. I'm sicker than when I had cancer. Right. And they're just going flat and they're like, here, look world. I don't need boobs to define me. Right. So it's, it's a great question. And even myself and all the work that I've done, I, I don't know if I could do that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. like, I I really have, um, and maybe it's in Orange County. Maybe, maybe I'll change my mind in 10 years and I'll, when I'm 50, I won't care anymore. Um, but it's definitely my perception of what I would define as true beauty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It is really hard, isn't it? Because, um, I, I was thinking about that in preparation for this conversation to go. Uh, and I didn't know that you you know, were having a lift or, or fat transfer. I didn't know that. But I, that one of my questions was, wow, I wonder what that's going to look like when those are out. I bet that'll look really different. Um, and culturally, we live in a world where, in a sense, you are fitting in just by having the lift. You know, it's kind of like you're looking what the average person is normal or what they would see as not just normal, but beautiful. It is hard. It is really hard. I totally get it. I don't ask that question out of, you know, shame. It's just more of like, no, what, what is wrong with raisins? You know, yeah, nothing, nothing is wrong, but yet at the same time, you know, obviously you've got to be comfortable in your own body and what you feel, you know, you want to look like and, so forth. So yeah, that's a, that's a challenging one. So you have a removal date. You call it an explant. Is that a technical word? An explant? Yes, it is. Yeah. Because, and people are like, what do you mean expat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like this foreign alien thing living inside of me. Um, so what's your date of explant and what does the healing process look like? Mm-hmm. Good question. So uh, May 31st, which is in exactly three weeks from tomorrow. And I just, I'm so excited. And um I don't know if I'm nervous. It's a seven hour procedure, you know, it's wow. a seven hour in anesthesia. It would be four hours if you didn't do the fat transfer part. So I definitely do have a recovery ahead of me, but because I'm helping so many women 
prepare for these things and do the, the, the recovery after the detox recovery, rebuilding, and then so important heart set, mindset, soul set, because it, I've already worked with several of my friends who've had them removed and they're like, I didn't know I was, I did, I, I was excited about this, but I didn't realize I was going to have this whole identity crisis. Like now, I'm wow. free. and now a couple of them are like, I didn't want a fat transfer, but now for sure. Um, I need fat transfer. This is weird. I don't like being a cup. So we have to work with this, you know, identity shift. It's like literally a mind, like an identity crisis mm-hmm. going through like the age of 40 or midlife crisis or whatever. Sure. Um, so what I'm doing now is I'm, I'm actually doing a lot, a lot of what's called biohacking, which is um, a, a term that's been coined to help us optimize our potential by giving our body, our cells, our brain, all, all of the parts of ourselves, what it needs to thrive because we are so exposed to poor air quality, water, food, you know, mindset. We're, we're exposed to a lot of stuff today that we, we weren't hundred years ago. So I'm of course eating the way that I teach in all of my programs called the warrior cleanse, which is not just a temporary juice cleanse or anything. It really teaches you how to love your body, nourish your body and eat because you love your body. And it teaches women that you can have, you know, indulgent foods and recipes without them being toxic and harmful. So there are certain things that we remove from people's diets and teach them alternatives. Like, you know, a lot of dairy, uh, not all dairy, but a lot of it, processed dairy anyway, like processed meats, getting, you know, getting organic, fresh, um, local meats and things like that, instead of processed meats that are full of hormones and antibiotics, because a big part of women who have implants have what's called estrogen dominance. And so inside the body that will grow other things like fibroids, then they're like, now I have to have a hysterectomy because I have fibroid tissues. And that's not the case. Why do we have fibroids? Estrogen dominance from eating a lot of these foods like soy, plastic exposure, um, estrogen in the water, because birth control cannot be filtered out of our city water either. So I teach them all of these things in a very practical, pragmatic, realistic, doable, fast way. So they get straight to where they go. It took me six years to learn this stuff. So I'm eating that way and cleansing that way. Um, I do have an infrared sauna at my house, which for some women is a good idea for someone it's not before. And I'm doing some things locally called hyperbaric which is amazing for tissue regeneration, recovery. So it's going to help me expedite my recovery so that when I get, you know, when I am done with this procedure, uh, I'm going to also do some hyperbaric afterwards as well. Lymphatic drainage and, and massage is really important because a lot of the silicone bleeds, heavy metals and the bugs too, they, they move into lymph nodes. So this is a big part of why we have so much swelling and your lymph is here next to your thyroid. So you get thyroid disease, your, you know, your lymph is underneath your armpits. Um, so you start to get like itchy armpits or like lumps in your armpits. You have, um, lymph, uh, around your groin. It's all over our body with hundreds of them. And it's just basically like our gutter system. So that's where a lot of our trash that goes to, if we're not pooping and peeing or, you know, sweating enough and, or if we're just living that lifestyle, but it's just so much toxins, we can't get out fast enough or as we're exposed to them or living inside of us. So parts of your, your lady parts will also be potentially inflamed or you might have some infections. So I'm doing all of these things to prepare and then afterwards, it's a pretty deep detox where every woman needs to do some sort of a heavy metal cleanse, um, not just chlorella, not just lemon, uh, not just cilantro. We need to bring some deeper um, deeper grabbers that bond to these metals and carry them in the body. So there's a lot of myths around cleansing that I bust with women who come through our program because they've been doing these things for like, oh, I got my, my explant done three years ago, but I'm still really sick and I've done all these things and I still have symptoms. And um, they don't relate it to the breast implant residue, but they still have a lot of issues going around, going on. So we take, um, you know, heavier bonds like ionic bonds that will are strong enough to attach these metals, pull them out of their hiding places and escort, escort them out of the body because wow. that's really important. 
And that's something that you teach in what you call the warrior cleanse. Is that right? Yeah. The warrior cleanse is, is really like, because I see so many people now they come to me and I, I just texted two of my friends today. They're like, Oh, I'm super bloated. You know, can, can, is there a lab that you can run for me to see why I'm bloated? And I'm like, no way. I'm not running any labs until I look at an x-ray, what you're doing in your life. Like, are you eating a lot of gluten? Are you um, drinking enough water? I mean, there's just so many fundamentals that I see so many people, they go out and spend tens of thousands of dollars with like these really well-known doctors and they spend all this money on supplements. And it's like, but we don't even have the the foundation laid. You know, you're not eating enough vegetables and they, we all know theoretically we should be, but then there's this mindset thing that says, well, I don't want to, but I don't want to. So mm. we address some of that in the warrior cleanse, but it's a whole like system and lifestyle. I walk women through how to work with your hormones and heal your hormones and understand that hormones are caused by gut issues and what we're feeding our body. Uh, and then, and helping to understand how to heal the gut. Cause we all pretty much have something called leaky gut now, which gives birth to all of these diseases today and brain issues, brain fog. So I work with them through that. And it's a, it's a small chunk of the whole bit of recovering from breast implant illness and explant, as well as like the mental, emotional and spiritual stuff we work with in our deeper dive program, which is like looking at everything in your life, because some mm-hmm. people are like, here's, here's a system. And then they go, well, I couldn't follow it. Okay. Well, what's going on back here, which is why, you know, 95% of New Year's resolutions don't work. It's because there's a belief that is sabotaging the habits. Mm-hmm. So the warrior cleanse is a really powerful way for people to at least get their foot in the door of what life could look like. And women, two to three times their energy, they get rid of PMS. They get they get off of um, medications that they thought they needed for things like PCOS or endometriosis. And it's not everybody, but a lot of women, because sometimes they're just eating foods that their body goes, no, I don't like this mom. So it's pretty transformational. So how many weeks is the Warrior Cleanse? And I assume it's an online course. You're not providing the food, but you're providing the recipes and ideas and so forth and the training. How many weeks is that process? Yeah, it's 101 self-love recipes and they are loved by so many women. Like it's, you, you forget, you forget about the things that you thought that you needed to be addicted to that like temporarily got you out, you know, um, distracted from your whatever miserable story of life that you're creating. You know, we do that. We eat crappy foods because we're like numbing out from something. And it's like, Oh, I could eat healthy and really enjoy it too. And it could be realistic. Yeah, this is cool. And then your kids and your whole family gets the benefit too. And your kids like start not eating medications like allergy medications or stuff. A lot of them are constipated today. Um, so yeah, it's a four week program, but what we do, David, is we give everybody like a good, here's our prep week, you know, here's how to get prepared. Here's how to shop for products that you would buy at whole foods for like a lot of money. And you get 25% off. If you shop on this one site, I teach you how to do that. And it shows up to your house. So you get like really good, high quality adaptogens, liver tonics. I teach you how to do all of that. It's a step-by-step program. Um, so it's not like, oh, you just do deprive yourself? Do you not eat? Do you do just juice? Is it like hard to do while you travel? The Myself and my partner um, who facilitates and leads with me, she lives in Austria. Uh, she runs, you know, she's amazing. She's a little fitness celebrity over there. I'm here in Orange County. We have women from 15 different countries who do this. So it's doable wherever you are. If you're traveling, it's, it's a, a, a realistic life cleanse. So when you're done with the four weeks, we teach you how to integrate that. Because it's not just like, okay, I'm four weeks and I'm done and I go back to eating crap again. That's the biggest problem with a lot of cleanses today is they don't teach you how to reintegrate back to life and keep it moving. Why would you want to go back to feeling miserable again, you know, before you started it? So we teach you how to make it 
a realistic, a realistic aspect of life and you're still eating meat, you know, you're still eating all the things, but it's, you're not deprived. You're not, you're not going to die. You're not going to be on the couch for a week and have to lose work or end up like dumb and dumber on that one scene where you're in the toilet for an hour. Sensing <laughs> <laughs> is realistic. It's doable. We, we, we make it fun or it won't get done. <laughs> Well, and so we've got a special link that people can go to. It's insporising.com slash warrior cleanse. So insporising.com slash warrior cleanse. And we'll have that in the show notes as well. Um, so uh, May 31st, I'm thinking we release this episode on May 31st. That would be kind of cool. Cool. I'd love that. And if you're up for it, man, I would love to have you come back for an update on maybe a few months from now as you've gone through the X plan, as you've gone through the healing process, maybe just give us an update on how things went. Would you be up for that? I would love that. It's like a before and after. I wonder if you yeah. see a difference in my eyes and everything. Cause they say it's like a 24 hour makeover where wow. your eyes, like a lot of women's eyes are, I, I can feel mine now they're so swollen. Um, and it's like, I can't, there's nothing I can do. It's my lymph nodes that are going, okay, we can only handle so much, but we, pictures we see of women before and after literally the day before and the day after are completely different. Mm. It's like life, life has been lifted <laughs> or the toxins have been lifted, but the life has been implanted back where the, expl- the implants were before. It's <laughs> awesome. Diane, thank yeah. you so much for taking time and just sharing openly about your own journey. That's huge. So that others would benefit as well. You know, it's what's life for if we're we're not sharing some things that we stumbled upon that we could help other people with their own lives. So thanks for having me, David. To learn more about Diane's Warrior Cleanse, go to insporising.com forward slash warrior cleanse. It's a four-week simple food plan to cleanse your body, heal your hormones, and ignite your life. It's really economical too. It is not very expensive. So go check it out at insporising.com slash warrior cleanse. Also, I want to encourage you to share this episode with a friend. If this can be a resource to someone who's thinking about getting implants or possibly having health problems and they don't even realize that it might be connected to their implants, please pass along this episode as a resource. You can tell them to listen and subscribe to the Inspiration Rising podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or at our website, insporising.com. Now, I hope you know from our conversation today with Diane that the size or the shape of your breasts has nothing to do with your value, your worth, or your beauty. Whether you have double D's, B cups, or shriveled up raisins like we talked about, you are a gift to the world. You are smart, you're beautiful, and you have the ability to do amazing and hard things in this world. We'll talk to you next time.